Hello and welcome to We Forgive You, the show where we formally forgive your favorite's worst films. I'm Alex Fernandez, a writer at Places. I'm Sarah Sorrentino, associate editor at Talk Film Society. Here's things that I like on a Sunday. I'm just going to list them out. Okay. Good things for a Sunday. Quiet. Is this a BuzzFeed article? A little bit of sunlight, but not a whole lot, you know? Like a good medium amount. But you live in Miami. Books. Books are good because they don't make noises a lot. Did you read a book today? I read a little bit. What'd you read? I've been reading The Wind Up Bird Chronicle. The Burb Chronicle? The Wind Up Bird Chronicle. That's not real. Yeah, it is. Look it up. How Republican is your area right now? Republican enough is what I'll say. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a little nervous to go visit home. I don't need that in my life. I haven't been on Facebook. Uh, I muted some group chats. I'm not even on Twitter that much right now. I just, I can't with anybody. I am deleting Facebook at the end of this year. I've just decided. That's probably for the best. Poor Mark Zuckerberg, but you know, he'll recover. Yeah, he'll be okay. <laughs> he's still got me on Instagram, so we're, that's not that's not the issue. It's just yeah, he still got your data. He still got he still your got data my somewhere. data. He's gonna be fine. He'll be happy. Yeah, he's gonna munch that data up. In uh, good news, my fantasy football league, I'm killing it. Who knew? How did that happen? Who knew that Sarah was good at the fantasy football? Do you even know football? Do you do you know football? This is the shocker. No one really understands, but yeah, Sarah knows some football. You know football. Oh shit. When we were at Florida State, yeah, I watched I watched the games pretty often. But no, I've I've always had a fairly good understanding of football for someone with a vagina. Oh wow. For someone with a penis, I have the, the worst the worst amount of football knowledge ever. I know they call it the pigskin. Oh, that's gross. I don't like that. It's yeah, I know it's a nightmare, which is why it's stuck to my head ever uh so often. And John Madden. Madden, he's a person. John Madden. Derek Jeter, is he anything? No, no Jeter no. Jeter plays baseball. <laughs> okay, oops. Uh <laughs> You're doing your best. You're doing great. Just keep on throwing terms out there and you're gonna Tom Brady, gonna Tom stick. Brady, Tom Brady. I got Tom Brady. <laughs> Wait, you can't say his don't say Brady's Racist. name three times like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's in the room now. Oh shit. Oh, this kind of uh, starts to relate back to our favorite person. Do you have any news no, about no, 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 no. Papa we John? We can't. I was just going to talk about football, but honestly, you bringing up racist Tom Brady kind of reminds me of uh, another mm-hmm. racist. They're one and the same. They're kind of, it's kind of like a Peter Parker Spider-Man situation. <laughs> oh no, Papa John wishes he looked like Tom Brady. Yeah, instead he just looks like he's a fucking he's inside of a subway oven melting or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> looks disgusting. I could keep talking about fantasy football. We can pretend that I didn't just bring out Papa John if that'll help you. I mean, here's the Papa update. The party that I went to, uh, they did order a Papa John's pizza. Oh, what? And, and I did, and I did not partake in the consumption of the devil's pizza. You're still complicit. No, what? I, look, and I did not even so much as touch the box, but I did. I did peep the box when somebody went to open and peruse the pizza selection. Mm-hmm. And I can verify all the pizza was consumed by these foul party goers, but nobody touched the pepper. The limp dick pepper? Nobody wants that limp dick pepper. And that's your Papa John update. That's all it is. Why? 
Why? Why didn't you do anything about this? Did you know the person who purchased the pizza? It was the host of the party, and I I didn't want to impose. Like I I don't know. I just I, I didn't want to make it uncomfortable. I didn't want. You are complicit. What does it even matter anymore? It's not even Papa John's anymore. It's like fucking Papa Giuseppe. Like it's somebody else now. Every every day the Papa John's Twitter account changes their name to like somebody. No, else. I'm I'm absolutely. Is that true? Uh, but either way, I'm um I'm I'm just being mean to you it's fine the pizza sucks like but for florida i mean there's not good pizza in florida yeah no i'm gl- i didn't eat any of it because i just didn't want to have diarrhea forever so i'm not trying to go out that way at a party either okay i want to talk about this movie called Chappie. Hmm. oh what was that what was that because i i feel like we're gonna have different opinions about this movie this is probably my least favorite movie that we've watched on this podcast so far Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to come out here right now. I don't understand why people dislike this movie. Whoa, really? I liked 85% of this movie. Holy shit. Am I going to go out and rewatch again? No, but I honestly can't sit here and understand what's going on because I don't have a problem with Diane Wood. Never have. I understand that they come off as a little weird to people and maybe that's what happened. You just tell me, what do you not like about this movie and then I can maybe understand why other people don't like it. I think so much of it, to me, comes down to the tone and pace of the movie. I think this movie carries with it like almost like a Michael Bay misanthropic tone where none of the characters are likable at all. Even Sweet Baby Dev Patel? Sweet Baby Dev Patel is miserable in this. <laughs> I love Dev, but I just can't stand his character in this movie. Oh, no. And I feel like that is partially deliberate. Like, I feel like this is like Neil Blomkamp trying to do comedy, and his way of doing it is just to make everybody really unlikable. Like, again, this... You know, like, when Michael Bay tries to do comedy, that's that's the feeling that I got watching Chappie. Was that Michael Bay level of misanthropic, everybody's awful, let's laugh at their misery kind of comedy? I don't know. I liked it. I, I generally had no problem with this movie until maybe the very end, and I was like, okay, where the fuck is this going? The ending is absolutely bizarre, but uh, again, I, I just think this movie doesn't even work on like a narrative level. I think just the premise of the movie just kind of falls flat. The idea of like this like robotic droid army like supplanting like the regular human police force in like all of Johannesburg doesn't really seem all that effective, especially when like one of the first scenes in which we see all the droids actually features a whole bunch of human police officers. So like it's never really convincing that this is a, a society that's become entirely dependent on the droids. So when the last act happens and all the droids turn off and suddenly there's chaos in the streets, it just doesn't ring true at all to me. Especially when, like, the numbers are so bizarre. Like, apparently, like, there's only 100 droids? Like, in the beginning of the movie, like, Sigourney Weaver, who, I mean, I'm sorry, Sigourney, why are you here? She she tells everybody that they just commissioned a hundred more robots in addition to like the 100 that they already have out there that's that just all feels off to me like it just doesn't it doesn't seem believable at all to me and i'm not usually like a plot hole nitpicky person i i think plot holes in general are overstated in their importance but none of this rings true to me i thought this was gonna be plot hole central so i came into it being like okay just ignore the plot holes because you're just gonna drive yourself insane I'm thinking of this as just another District 9. A lot of it seems very close to me to what District 9 was. It's the same kind of thing where I'm kind of like always impressed by what Blomkamp can do with such realistic settings and then have like 
these aliens or robots interacting. I like that, and I think that's why I like Blomkamp so much. But there's so much, like, people are so upset with him right now, and I, I think I missed the memo. And I think we kind of talked about this a little while ago when we were talking about uh, M. Night Shyamalan. Mm-hmm. It was like there was kind of this turn, and I can see what was going on with Shyamalan, especially with what happened with Last Airbender. But I don't quite understand what happened with Blomkamp because I still just watched this movie and I don't feel upset with him. <laughs> I feel like the robots look really good. I like the design. I had no problem with Chappie as a character. I like Diane Wood. I like the accents and that, that kind of like hyper culture that they were trying to pull off. Mm-hmm. I liked a lot of it. I think Dev Patel was, yeah, a little weird. Like his moral structure was all over the place and I didn't understand what the fuck he wanted to do with this robot. Can I ask you, why does the movie think it's important to teach Chappie about religion and the afterlife? Ah, see, now I didn't feel like it was that heavy-handed. So there's multiple characters who, like, will, like, sign the cross before doing something or after witnessing something that, like, shakes them. And then there's a whole scene in which uh, Yolandi, I believe it is, yeah. uh, she explains Chappie what the afterlife is. Except in this movie, nobody dies. Not really. Yeah. None of the central characters actually die a genuine death. Well, okay, wait a second. America does. Oh, okay, yeah. But he's not even really a character, to be frank. He's just somebody in the back that just says the word Holmes a lot. I would say that when you have a story that has to deal with consciousness and soul, you would talk about religion a lot. And I mean, if Blomkamp thinks that he needs to talk about afterlife and religion and what makes you human when talking about a AI robot... I think that makes sense. And I think I've seen that in a lot of other films, too. But but is he really talking about these things in any manner? It, it, it all feels so floaty. It, it feels like it doesn't really stick to anything. It feels like posturing to me. the po- Like the germ of an idea that doesn't really ever take hold or really do anything. I mean, in the end, yeah. I mean, I agree with you. There's definitely other films that have come out that handle those exact plots where it's like a robot trying to understand the human experience and then there's like religious elements to it i'm sure we can name some better examples of that Mm. i don't feel like that detracted from the fact that i saw this as like one of blomkamp's films which is looks good is a little weird specific to south africa and tells a pretty like on the surface story I mean, even District 9 was supposed to have all these, like, immigrant elements, but really didn't tackle it as much as it could have. Yeah, but at at least it's making a cogent point. I don't think District 9 is necessarily, like, a subtle or, you know, elaborate film in in that capacity, but at least it has a point, and it articulates it pretty well. And I I guess that's where the frustration with this movie is, where within the span of, like, three films, Neil Blomkamp has come from somebody who will articulate a point with this, with his own unique aesthetic of, like, this sort of, like, utilitarian futurism, I guess I would describe it, and has gone from that to just being very noisy and loud and, and not really articulating much of anything while wielding so many different plot elements and different ideas that don't take hold. I don't know. I just don't look at it as harshly as I I, I feel like it gets credit for. I haven't seen Elysium either, and I'm, I'm unsure if, like, Elysium is part of 
the reason why people are anti-Blomkamp as well, because I've heard that, is very lofty in the way that it's supposed to be criticizing of the upper class, but doesn't really do anything with those ideas. Yeah, Elysium is a fine enough movie. It just has no teeth to it. Again, like the thing that people seem to like so much about District 9 is that it took a sci-fi premise and really grounded it in a huge way and used actual real-world issues to like anchor that. And Elysium was a story about like the 1% and then the 99% down on Earth that were suffering and decided that amongst a cast that did feature various people of color, the protagonist should somehow still be this white guy. Mm-hmm. Should still be Matt Damon. It just feels like a weird compromise to get a name brand star on there that kind of dilutes the message of the movie. So would we say that this movie is a little bit better with that then? Because our main character is a robot who's the protagonist. I would say everyone around him is a little different. There's some white people. Yeah. And the main villain is a white male. Mm -hmm. I think there's good pieces of filmmaking in here. I think there's good germs of ideas but i don't know that it really gets anywhere with them like hugh jackman's character as evil military man with his own robot that doesn't work with that great haircut hugh jackman's whole look in chappy is the best thing about this movie i really like the look i i began to watch it this morning and my boyfriend was still here and i was just i remember saying to him like look at that haircut look at that haircut look at those shorts oh yeah the cargo shorts the cargo shorts are so very good. <laughs> and even Hugh Jackman in this movie manages to make having a gun on your waist look lame as fuck. <laughs> it makes it look like it's a fucking cell phone clipped to his belt. Yeah, that's 100% right. That, that's how lame he looks in this, and it's pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't really know what Blomkamp is getting at with his character, other than like a general, like oh, military-minded people are not good. They're they're too violent and, and short-sighted. Like, well, how does that relate to Chappie as, as a whole film, you know? I, it feels disjointed. It's, it's strange, because you say this is, like, your least favorite film that we've had to watch. I cannot rank this against some of the other movies we have had to watch. Like, Last Airbender is an atrocity to me <laughs> compared to this. I like Jupiter Ascending better than this, though. I guess. I mean, I, I certainly don't think it's the worst movie of all of them that we've seen. Okay. Definitely, like, I don't think so. I think it's definitely got a, a bit more mm-hmm. craft than than a lot of the movies that we've seen. I just think this is probably the movie that has irritated me the most out of all the ones uh, that we've seen. Okay, so... I guess, what I, I guess that's where I'm coming from, is that it's a movie that has frustrated me more than the other ones. Possibly because it affects intelligence and and it affects importance on itself, but ultimately does nothing with it. I think a lot of sci-fi films have the same problem, though. I can be convinced by how it looks to give it more credit, but in the end, like, I'm very used to seeing a sci-fi film that's trying to say so many things and says nothing at all. Yeah, it's definitely a problem with sci-fi, and definitely there is just uh, a glut of like, high-concept science fiction movies that really don't have much to say. Absolutely. There's a huge affectation uh, of, of fucking importance in science fiction movies a lot of the time. And uh, this is just one of them that just kind of really rubbed me the wrong way. This is a movie where Chappie figures out a way to transport consciousness from one body to another by plugging together a whole bunch of PlayStation 4s. 
to one another. No, I mean, that's ridiculous. Like I said, I, we could t- tear that apart. It's stupid. But I mean, if anybody's going to do it, I think it would be the robot. <laughs> but in the end, yeah, was transferring consciousness the best plot device and that's what led to the end that I am just like, why did all this just happen? Yay, they're running around as robots together. Was that a win? I don't feel like anything changed. Is there anything scarier than the end of Chappie when Dev Patel gets his body, his consciousness transported to a robot body and nobody seems to have any problem with it at all? Yeah, he's just cool with it too. Like even when Chappie apologizes... Isn't that the most terrifying thing? It was really <sighs> creepy. And then his dead body's in the background. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like it. And and it's the, it doesn't serve like a Black Mirror, like, s- dark and twisted ending. It's just played straight. It's just, oh, thanks, Chappie. Cool. I'm a robot now. Let's go have adventures. Yeah. It absolutely could have been, like, something. And they just were like, no, he's he's cool with it. No, that's great. Chappie's doing a good job. No big deal. Good, good for him. He never wanted to have a human relationship with anyone. He was already chill with his robots in his house. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't want to have, like, you know, civil rights, <laughs> you know. Um, he doesn't really need any of that. He just likes being, like, a an object with consciousness inside of it that um, uh, will probably die when his batteries run out just like all the other robots. So, you know. I was happy with most of it. I was actively watching. It didn't feel like crazy, crazy long, but at the same time, I did definitely check. And I was like, oh, this is two hours. Everything's two hours these days. Yesterday, I went and saw a film that was about a little over two hours long. And uh, me and my boyfriend looked at each other and we're just like, ooh, this movie's still going. Oh, man. And I, f- I just couldn't get through it. It was really hard. I'm- Both of us took two bathroom breaks just to, like, take a break from the film. <laughs> this movie, I was able to sit and watch it. Okay. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's cool. <laughs> I'm happy we disagree. We've been agreeing we too have. much. I-, I was generally okay with this movie, and you're just like, I can't ever watch this I again. I really, yeah. Didn't you say to watch this? You brought this up. You did this to well, yourself. Well, because I think it's one of the more interesting subjects uh, that we could present, because it's, it's such a young director that, that has really had such a huge swing in quality in his first three feature films, and whose future as a director is, like, in question now. Can you imagine if Neil Blomkamp had actually gotten to direct his Aliens sequel? Well, he wanted to do Halo. Yeah, he wanted to do Halo. He was gonna he was gonna retcon Alien Three and Alien Resurrection to make his Alien sequel. Mm-hmm. And this is a person that at one point in time we were about to entrust the entire Alien franchise canon and let him do whatever with it. Well, he's a white male, Alex. We have to. Yeah, I guess so. It's really it's his world, <laughs> not ours. Uh, earlier, you said uh, why is Sigourney Weaver here, and I—I I mean, I can answer that question right now because he wants to make Alien. Yeah, no, that's absolutely it. He also want, clearly wants to make RoboCop because that's fucking what every fucking that big dumb robot <laughs> is clearly just the RoboCop robot. He's definitely holding on to like these movies that he wants to make and ending up making like these other movies that have themes from what he wants to make, but he never gets to really make what he wants. I mean, that's the reason why he got District Nine is because he was. They were working on Halo. Mm-hmm. I, if I remember correctly, I did. A, I wrote a paper on uh, Peter Jackson's uh, Weta workshop when I was in oh, school. Oh, Sarah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Sarah. College God. Sarah was really, really fun, y'all. Just writing papers about fucking Halo please, movies. Please, please email me this 
essay. I think I have it. I think I have it. It's not. It's informative. It's nothing exciting. Oh no! It's just great. It's just knowing that it comes from you that really puts it over the top. <laughs> the, really, if I could find that M Night Shyamalan <laughs> PowerPoint, please. That would be the best. Oh God, I would love. I gone. would love to like do a social experiment where we raise somebody. And make them believe that they live in a world before M. Night Shyamalan's The Last Airbender came out. And show them that PowerPoint presentation. Get them really fucking hyped. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's adopt a child. Raise them in a bubble. And then Raise get them, them really bubble. hyped for this one. We tell them everything. We, grow, we raise them on Avatar Last Airbender. Oh my god. But we don't tell them about the movie. <laughs> That's great. That's a good idea. Let's really upset a small child. Hey, do you remember when Hugh Jackman did a fun gun prank at the office and, and everybody was cool with it? Oh, yeah, that was fun, right? And everybody was like, wow, let's not report this to HR. Let's not. This is not going to go anywhere. This isn't going to go anywhere. Do anything We're going to keep this. this to us. No problem. This is perfectly cool. I choose to continue working here Monday to Friday, 8 to 5. Cool life. Cool, cool, cool. And then he, like, saunders back to his desk with his fucking cargo shorts. <laughs> his fucking cargo shorts and his dumb little football that he keeps throwing around in his hands. Is he supposed to be Australian? He's got the Johannesburg haircut, but his accent... Everybody's accent is great in this movie. I'll give you that right now. Like, nobody's trying... And nobody who is not South African is trying to do a South African accent, and that really made me happy. Yeah. F- fair, fair props to all the actors who were just like, no, no, we're not doing that. No, Sigourney, American. Hugh Jackman's doing his Australian thing. It's like, okay, good. Nobody's being a piece of shit. I mean, unless I'm wrong. I, I usually feel like I've got the accents down, but if Hugh Jackman was actually trying to do some sort of South African accent, uh, I apologize, but it didn't come off as that, so I'm going to pretend he was doing his own accent i just want to like get hugh jackman's character from this movie and just hand of god reach down grab him by by the fucking shoulders of his shirt and just pull him into our world and just sort of see him and study him i love him so he was pretty good in this like if we're gonna say like favorite people in this movie i I, yeah i think he wins i don't like anybody else in this movie except for him which is a problem for the movie but it's great for me poor dev patel he's doing so good now and this is just, this is a real blemish. Yeah. For the poor guy. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like, I don't want to, I, I feel bad putting him on the spot in two fucking episodes of our podcast, but god damn. Well, we liked him in Last Airbender, so yeah. it's fine. He can have a bad movie. Can, yeah. Have you seen Lion yet? Not yet. It's on my... No one has seen that movie. has seen it, but it's on my list, and I swear I'll get to it one day. Not a single person has seen that movie. I went and saw the Brothers Sisters yesterday. You mean the Sisters Brothers? The Sisters Brothers. How was it? The Brothers of Sisters. Hey, it's not good. Wow, really? Um, listen, but, I think... But my boy Joaquin! I know, I love Joaquin Phoenix. I love... And I love John C. Riley. And I oh, love man. Jake Gyllenhaal. And I love Oh, Riz God, he's in it too? Oh, God, no! I didn't like it. Fuck. This is... It might be a personal thing, though. I found that, like, recent westerns have done nothing for me and that is saying because true grit is like my favorite (laughs) most recent like western true grit is so oh man it's so good it's so good and i want everything to be like that and it it just can't hold up it was not good guys i'm so sorry sorry sarah failed you all i guess i'm sorry it was made for me and i didn't even like it oh man oh i'm sorry 
I'm sorry, John C. Riley. Apparently, it's a book. The the guy sitting next to me at the theater said, "It's a book. It's a good book." I'm like, "Okay, cool. <laughs> we'll look that up. We'll try to figure that out." Oh man. Okay, so overall, do you hate Blomkamp? I don't think I hate him. I just think his work is very questionable, and stuff like Chappie just actually cast some of his better earlier work in in a questionable light for me as well. I don't think he deserves to have a last name that people recognize. I do think that the two movies I've seen that he's made were fine by me. District 9 was a very like, big part of... I remember going to see it and I really liked it. I had a poster from it because they gave it out for free. <laughs> I don't hate that movie. I don't hate this movie. I think he definitely has his own thing going on. If he kept on making like these sci-fi and South Africa thing, that's a, not a bad niche going on. But he didn't. He went into it, did Elysium. He's he's fallen out of his element. Yeah, I, I just think this is a case of somebody who just has a couple of ideas in his belt, but he's just not... He's probably just being put under too much pressure to create masterworks left and right, and I can totally respect if he were somebody who were just, like, allow himself a moment to take a break from this huge fucking Hollywood scene and, like, regroup and maybe even work with a writer and work with these different people to, like, execute their vision. Yeah, get get yourself a writer. Get yourself a, a writer who has a good idea. I think he can execute other people's writing. I just think he he kind of falls apart when he's just trying to do everything by himself. He's not fucking Alfred Hitchcock. Like, we should probably lay off. <laughs> he's not the next Hitchcock, everybody. But also, I don't des- think he deserves as much hate as I saw on film Twitter in the past. I mean, I don't know. I, I really, I just don't know. I don't have a bead on him right now. I, I don't know. I feel like right now things could go either way. But it, it is it is a bit of a failing that, like, this person has made three feature films with huge budgets and, like, crazy cast. And I could still say that I don't have a bead on him as a director, and I still can't accurately gauge his talents, you know? I would say, though, if we're going to talk about forgiveness, I don't think this is his worst film. I feel like if we had watched Elysium, I might have been a little more critical. No, I've seen Elysium, and I, and I enjoyed that over this. Okay. Because here's the thing, too. I mean, if you want, like, I'll definitely rewatch Elysium and talk about it because I, I, I remember enjoying it at the time. I, I I realized back then that it wasn't as good as District 9, but it, it's still... It, even visually, it's more striking than Chappie. And I think that's the other frustrating thing is that, like, Chappie doesn't have a particularly... Like, there's no real one scene in Chappie that looks so incredible the way that, like, scenes in Elysium and District 9 look. I think he has some good design sensibilities for robots and machines, and I think that still shines through in Chappie to a a certain extent, but I don't think, in terms of just actual cinematography, like, uh, and visuals, like, this movie looks that crazy good. Um, So I would still put Elysium above this one. I honestly think they have only gotten worse as they've gone along. I think it's still District 9, Elysium, and then Chappie at the bottom. He has time for a comeback, though. Like, I mean, we've seen the roller coaster of, and I'm going to say it again, M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, he might just need a new creative direction, quite honestly. But does he deserve the chance, everybody? I mean, how many times do we give these people chances to make massive movies with massive stars? Nonetheless, though, I didn't hate this movie. Like, I don't think this movie's all that bad. I'm surprised it's rated so lowly, and I'm surprised people brought it up to us. Alex feels differently. (laughs) (sighs) I just can't see how this is hated. That's all. I understood why Jupiter Ascending is considered to be a bad film. Technically, I don't see why this is considered to be that bad of a film. Enough for people to be, like, jokingly up 
like it. You know what I mean? Like, people, like, bring this up and make memes about Chappie. I don't see why that happened. Do they? Where do people talk about Chappie? I've seen people, like, post pictures from Chappie and stuff like that, and especially right after it came out, it was meme-heavy. Hmm. Maybe it was just a Twitter thing and you weren't quite there? I wasn't quite there. I guess not. I guess I wasn't there for the, the Chappie memes. Um, do apologize. Please, uh, hashtag Chappie memes send, uh, so I could look <laughs> those up later. Help me out. Help me catch up on this zeitgeist that I missed out on. The Chappie meme zeitgeist? Yeah. Really missed out That's on that one. That's the name one. of the episode. The Chappie meme zeitgeist. Yolandi was a robot at the end. I didn't care. Honestly, she had Yolandi's I'm face. I'm so honest. I really checked out the second that Yolandi and Ninja like were separating from each other, and he's like, "I'm gonna hold him off." I checked out. I was done, and then I I was like, "Oh God, this is I'm I'm over this. Like, just kill everybody." And then he got the whole consciousness thing happened and i was like that's weird i don't like that his dead body's in the background this is actually creepy and they're making it really light and then they meet up again and they run off into the sunset and then all this other shit with yolandi and i'm like oh they really did not know how to end this film did you see that where they have this two same shots of the satellites <laughs> yeah. for each time that was uh that wasn't some high quality filmmaking right there. There's a lot of really awkwardly plotted scenes of like characters going back and forth and back and forth to a lot of shit. Like everything's just really awkwardly paced. Like just having Dev Patel get out of his van. How many scenes of Dev Patel getting out of his fucking van do I need every time this guy? Do you think this film would like be better if it was like re-edited? I think that would certainly help. I think this movie is kind of annoyingly paced and so many things feel redundant, but combined with the aggressive editing style just frustrates. I think they could shave like a half hour off of this and just yeah like all those little scenes like you're saying i mean now that you bring it up i mean you're right there's a lot of these like scenes that are not necessary at all and it's just like movement scenes it's not even like dialogue scenes i'm talking about why did they just leave him out in the in the distance or like they just like left him in the middle of nowhere and thought he'd come back tougher what was that what was that? What was, like, the motivation for that? They're like, oh, he's gonna get tough this way? Like, the movie just needed an excuse for Hugh Jackman to, like, capture Chappie, but not yeah. find out where Ninja and Yolandi live. So they had to do that. But he already knew where Ninja and Yolandi lived. I just... Remember? Oh, that's right. He was just there and he did nothing. And then after he beats up Chappie, he lets him go for some reason. Like, that's your company's property. You should probably return that. And then immediately you'll get Dev Patel fired like you clearly want. Why did you not yeah. do that? Why did you let him go? And then he doesn't even get what he wants, because even when he's done everything he could to, like, make chaos, Sigourney Weaver's like, nah, I still don't want your robot, I bro. I still don't want it, buddy. Put I it away. I still don't want your shitty robot. It sucks. And it does suck. It just falls apart pretty easily. It's just, like, one grenade. Like, was that your plan? He, like, shot at it a few times, and it was, like, really busted. Ugh. And that one guy, Hippo, who's name is great i love hippos um he's just like hanging in there for most of it like i'm surprised he didn't die more you know quickly which one was hippo hippo's the main baddie that's like trying to like fuck up oh i forgot that guy. i was all about that guy i like him he just looks at things and says i want them which is pretty great as a character that's me yeah <laughs> pretty much this the whole movie is just this force of chaos he looks like he's having more fun than anybody else so i applaud him i thought it was gonna be more over the top i think i think that i thought that like yolandi and ninja's characters everybody were a little bit more chaotic and they were less chaotic than i wanted them to be i'm finding that in a lot of movies that i'm expecting more like 
dangerous, like, anxious feelings when I see characters who are supposed to be, like, supposed to be bad influences on the rest of the plot or the rest of the characters. And I'm just like, y'all, you guys are kind of tame. Like, you're calling each other mommy and daddy. Yeah, like, this movie doesn't really commit to that. Yeah, it doesn't commit as much as I thought they would. They weren't that weird to me. Their haircuts were cool. I I think Blomkamp just might have not been suited for this as well as he probably thought it was, because I think the the realism, the realistic sci-fi touches that Blomkamp gives to things maybe brought this movie Mm -hmm. down. Maybe it wasn't allowed to be as over-the-top and funny, because that's just not Blomkamp. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think Blomkamp was suited to be, like, do, like, a sci-fi violent comedy yeah like this is this is more fucking like terry gilliam shit maybe than than you know the district nine guy doing a fun romp even gilliam i mean he's a mess too right now i mean yeah not that i want to see a terry gilliam movie in 2018 like that's it yeah i there's people who could have done this story better it's definitely it's definitely Blomkamp's fault. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna say that right now. I don't have a problem with this overall plot. It's just the execution, even the like well, how the characters looked, even how Chappie looked was fine. But yeah, the execution by by any other director probably would have been better. You're definitely bringing me over to your dark side right now, Alex. Do you remember when Dev Patel looked at a cat poster on his wall and that inspired him to steal a robot? That sounds about right for Dev Patel. It it sounds right for me, honestly. I think that's all it would take. Like, what would it take for me to do crimes if I saw a cat poster that told me, hey, do the crimes? Yeah, I'd probably do it. Probably do some crimes. I don't know what... His motivation is all over the place. Like, I don't understand the character. Like, he's just a miserable, like, highly moral person. He doesn't come off as religious, yet his name is kind of like Dio, so I guess that makes sense. And he is, like, God. Like, I think he literally at some point makes mention of the fact that he is Chappie's God, in a sense, so... He's Chappie's maker. He says that over and over. It's very... it's Yeah, that's very gaudy. Yeah, that makes sense. Anyways, I don't want to watch this movie again. I-, I did not hate it as much as I was ready to sit down and hate it. I, I don't feel strongly about it. I don't want to argue why it's good to anybody, but I do want to be like... Yeah, it it looked fine. Maybe my my overall standards are going down because of this podcast. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, between this and then the other podcasts, uh, I'm just watching a lot of movies that aren't, like, the greatest. <laughs> I mean, like, I think we all have a soft spot for bad movies, and I think they're all, all valuable as, like, teachable moments, you know? We identify what works in a movie by what doesn't work in other films so there's a value to it like i understand like i appreciate this podcast for letting us see bad movies and like learn from them and appreciate them and see what works and what doesn't and just acknowledge the fact that the movie making process is complicated and impossible and any movie is ex- existing in any capacity is a miracle so in, in the grand scale of things in the grand uh a world of cinema as a whole uh chappy probably isn't all that bad but it just managed to rub me in the wrong way i don't know not to interrupt but i'm now up 20 points in my projection to win this week on my fantasy football oh shit hell yeah so things are going well guys fuck it hey never mind <laughs> fuck fuck this shit fuck fantasy yeah. football who's who's doing it Whoa, Who, who's on your team yeah. oh i got uh i got some names that you don't know remember we got gorper johnson we got, I got <laughs> we, we got blomkamp Blomkamp's on my team. Blomkamp's on there. He's got two guns. I don't think that's allowed. Who's <laughs> who else is on the field? It's oh fuck! It's Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and he's got a bat. That's weird. That's the wrong sport. That would be really cool though. I'd be about that. Let's write that movie. 
yeah. where the rock just comes out to a football game with a bat. Let's. Oh, oh what's that? Oh, there's just a horse on the field. <laughs> okay, okay. What's he, what's he doing? No more improv. We're done with this episode. <laughs> <laughs> what's the horse doing? Oh, Palm he Camp. just did the touchdown. Bob Camp. Why don't he put you the just... football in his mouth, and now he's just eating it. Palm Camp, stop making movies. <laughs> just don't do it for a while. We're good. We don't need it. We appreciate what you did for the sci-fi genre back in, like, the earlier... Oh, fuck, is that Sub-Zero? Oh, oh shit. Sub-Zero's here. He just froze the football in the air. this podcast. <laughs> Look, it's my cat. My cat is Alex, in the game now. do you he's, forgive he's not, he's... this movie? Alex... I say no, because I, I just don't want Blomkamp to make more movies. Nah, let's see where things go from here, but this one I can't nah. forgive. Like you said, I was for it, but it's it, there's nothing said here. I don't want to see another movie that looks like this. I'm good. Like, yeah, I just think there should be a higher standard for movies of this type. If you're gonna if you're gonna posture intelligence and like tackle all these big ideas, you better actually provide something of merit. Hey, sci-fi, get your shit together. Also, westerns, fix it. Sci-fi yeah. and westerns are a mess right now. And don't try to merge them together, because we none of us saw Cowboys and Aliens. <laughs> oh, I did see Cowboys and Aliens. Oh, that's a In bummer. the theater. Oh, Sarah. So don't you start, okay? You know, the only person who's allowed to make sci-fi films right now is Alex Garland. That's my That's my boy. Right I love him. So, that's that. Well, if only people went to go see that movie fucking annihilation made like negative five dollars in the box office somebody robbed the cash register when they went to go see it like come on okay so alex garland you uh you keep going Blomkamp, take a seat take a rest come back in 10 years take it easy bud and that's the end of the episode who else is that in the field no oh my god it is that it's Jim Caviezel from the Thin Red Line. I'm cutting this part the out because you don't even know who you're saying. <laughs> Internal pressure is five G's.